and welcome to the Renew Your Thinking podcast series. In a world filled with many different viewpoints and opinions, these podcasts will examine issues, current events, historical events, and cultural movements, all in the light of God's Word. Our goal is to help you as you seek to love and serve God with your whole heart, soul, and mind. In this first series of stories, we will study about some significant historical figures. In the next nine podcasts, we'll talk about women in the Old Testament, specifically the women who were the ancestors of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, there was a long line of women who came before Jesus in his family tree. But we'll focus on the stories of the women who are named in the Bible, starting with Eve, then Sarah, Rebecca, Leah, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba, and we will finish the series with Jesus' mother, Mary. While telling these women's stories, we'll be taking a trip through the Old Testament. We will see how they fit into God's plan of redemption through His Son, Jesus Christ. Each woman's story is unique and interesting. What they share in common, besides being ancestors of Jesus, is that they were all faithful women. We'll always read the stories directly from the scriptures to avoid confusion and misinformation. I'll be reading from the New International Version of the Bible for those who are following along. We have been studying about the women who were the foremothers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So far, we've talked about Eve, Sarah, Rebecca, Leah, and Tamar. In our last lesson, we learned that Judah and Tamar had twin boys. We know from the Gospel of Matthew that their son Perez was in the line of Christ. The next named ancestor of the Lord Jesus was a woman whom many find surprising. Let's see why. This week we will present the story of Rahab. There are stories of many courageous women in the Bible. We think of Ruth, Naomi, Miriam, Mary, and Esther to name a few. We admire the courage of Esther as she risked her life to approach King Ahasuerus and plead for her people. But there is another woman in the scriptures who owed her allegiance to her king, who also risked her life by disobeying, even lying to her king. That woman was Rahab. Let's begin by returning to our quick trip through the Old Testament history. In our story about Tamar, we saw that Genesis ends with the death of Joseph. Then the Israelites continued to live in Egypt for nearly 400 years as slaves to the Egyptians. Eventually, Moses led them out of Egypt. They traveled to the Promised Land, and one day they approached the land of Canaan. In Numbers 13, we read that Moses sent 12 spies to search out the land and decide on the best way to enter. Ten of the twelve spies gave a fearful report of the land and its inhabitants. The Israelites' hearts melted at the report of the ten spies. Moses pled with the people to trust God, but they refused to enter the land. The ten spies believed that entering the land would bring death and destruction to everyone. Only Joshua and Caleb trusted God to take them all the way to victory. For the disbelief and disobedience of the majority, 
God caused the Israelites to wander for 40 years in the wilderness. In Deuteronomy 2:25, we read that while the Israelites were wandering through the wilderness, God assured them, This very day I will begin to put the terror and fear of you on all the nations under heaven. They will hear reports of you and will tremble and be in anguish because of you. Hold this thought for later in our story. While in the desert wanderings, the Israelites did miraculously defeat their enemies during the next 40 years. Eventually, all of the original generation of adult unbelievers died, except for Joshua and Caleb and Moses. At the end of the 40 years, Moses transferred his leadership to Joshua. The Israelites had come near to the land of Canaan again. Moses gave some final instructions, and then he died. God himself buried Moses. Joshua assumed command. As the Israelites neared the entrance to Canaan, he sent two more spies in to view the land starting in Jericho. This time he was expecting a successful mission. When the pair of spies arrived in Jericho, they went to the house of Rahab, a harlot. Turn to Joshua 2, starting with verse 1 through 6 for this story. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax that she had laid out on the roof. The king of Jericho heard that spies had entered the land and heard that they had gone to Rahab's house. The king thought that Rahab would help him to capture the spies, but Rahab helped the spies instead. What Rahab was doing was treason, and she could have been put to death for such an act. Why in the world would Rahab help the enemy? To understand what motivated Rahab, let's pause for a moment and talk about Rahab's background and life. Rahab is one of those characters from the Old Testament, though while familiar to us, is a person that most of us don't quite know what to do with, and so we may overlook her and not appreciate her enough. Also, many Christians can't understand how God could use and esteem someone like a liar and a harlot. How can Rahab be a heroine when she lives such a sinful life? What are we to do with this woman? How are we to understand her place in the history of God's people? How are we to understand the fact that she is given a place of honor in God's Word in three places in the New Testament? First, in Hebrews 11.31, Rahab is listed with the other saints in the honor roll of the faithful. We read, 
By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Secondly, Rahab's faith is commended to us in James 2.25, where we read, In the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? And third, Rahab is even included in the lineage of God's Son in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 5. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed, the father of Jesse. Okay, so let's take a look at this fascinating woman that is praised in many places in God's Word. At the time of this story, Rahab was a young woman living by herself in her own house. This in itself was unusual in her culture and indicated some measure of wealth and independence. She did have family who lived nearby, however. She had been a harlot, and her reputation had followed her, and she still wore that label. Her house was situated on the wall of the city and was probably near the main gate, as that would be a help to her in her occupation as a harlot. But something had changed in her life. She seems to have given up the life of a harlot and was now a manufacturer and dyer of linen. We know this is so by the fact that she had flax drying on her rooftop and had a stock of crimson or scarlet cord in her house. So we can see that she was now engaged in a new line of work as an industrious, intelligent, and probably well-connected woman. She was also very well informed with regard to historical as well as current events. She knew all about the events of the Exodus, the crossing of the Red Sea, and the utter destruction of Og and Sihon, pagan kings who lived south and west of Canaan. Her parents must have told her the story of how the Israelites got very close to Canaan once before, about 40 years before this, in fact. They must have wondered why the Israelites suddenly left and did not return for many years. During her life, she would have followed the relentless advance of the Israelites toward Canaan this second time, and so she was not taken by surprise when the Israelite spies turned up in Jericho. Something in her knowledge of events had prepared her for their arrival and how she would deal with them. Actually, how these men ended up at her house is a matter of some speculation. Some commentators have said that they heard of her reputation as a harlot and so came to her house, thinking that they would be inconspicuous there. Others have speculated that she was also an innkeeper, and so they came looking for a room in her house. But inns were not a part of this time and culture. Some have suggested that the change she underwent in her life was what caused her to go to the gate and watch for the strangers, to offer them a safe and hospitable place for the night. I think that this last explanation is the best. I think that Rahab may have been watching and hoping. Not only had Rahab undergone a change in her life, but she must have realized what the encampment of the Israelites across the Jordan River meant. Rahab chose to put her faith in God. She did not melt at the report of the Israelite army. 
She saw a way of salvation for herself and her family. That is why she would say, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. Her words to the spies is proof of this. Let's return to Joshua chapter 2 and begin at verse 7. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land, and that a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. After the soldiers had left and the city gates had been shut, Rahab went up on her roof where she had hidden the spies. The spies must have been quite pleased to find that Rahab had a true understanding of who God is and that she had determined to help them. They must have thought that it was nothing short of miraculous when she said these words, For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Her statement of faith is amazing when we consider Rahab's life and how she was raised and educated, the culture she lived in, and what influences affected her. Now, recall what we read before in Deuteronomy when God had promised the Israelites, This very day I will begin to put the terror and fear of you on all the nations under heaven. They will hear reports of you and will tremble and be in anguish because of you. Rahab's words to the spies show that her people's hearts had indeed melted. This was the fulfillment of God's promise to the Israelites. Though the hearts of the other residents of Jericho melted in fear, Rahab had confidence that God would somehow rescue her. Instead of leading to fear and hatred for the spies when they arrived, her knowledge of Israel's history caused her to have faith in Jehovah as the one true God over all. She also understood that God had a plan and a purpose with regard to his people, the Israelites, and for the land of Canaan. And she knew that she could either melt in fear like her neighbors or submit to God and his plans and have faith in this God of heaven above and earth beneath. This makes the faith of Rahab so marvelous. She was not a personal witness to God's mighty wonders. She had only heard about them. Yet Rahab believed in God so strongly that she acted on it by hiding the two spies sent by Joshua into Jericho and risking death by lying to the king. This was the faith that was commended by James in his epistle. Return to chapter 2 and look at verse 15. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. Rahab made a deal with the spies. She had hidden them so that the Israelites would spare her family when they conquered Jericho. The spies swore to protect Rahab and her family as long as she did not give them away. They arranged to rescue Rahab and her family from the destruction of the city. Rahab was to tie a cord of scarlet thread in the window through which she had let them down so it could be identified. 
she was to gather to herself in her house her father and her mother and her brothers and all her father's household no one was to leave and go out into the streets or their lives would be at risk rahab agreed to all of this and then sent the spies on their way rahab not only helped the men escape she also advised them to run to the hill country and hide there for three days that would give the pursuers time to look around they would not find the spies and they would give up and go back to jericho the spies did as she advised and then returned to joshua and told him all the news surely the lord has given all the land into our hands moreover all the inhabitants of the land have melted away before us rahab waited for events to unfold with unwavering faith and courage god blessed her and her family as joshua sent men to rescue them as promised in the deal she made with the spies see joshua six verses twenty two and following joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country go into the harlot's house and from there bring out the woman and all that she has as you swore to her and the young men who had been spies went in and brought out rahab her father her mother her brothers and all that she had so they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of israel and joshua spared rahab the harlot her father's household and all that she had so she dwells in israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom joshua sent to spy out jericho the israelites received rahab and her family into the nation of israel over time rahab learned god's righteous ways and became a good proselyte the change in her life from a canaanite prostitute to a faithful follower of god must have been very convincing if she was allowed to marry an israelite god had forbidden the israelites to marry foreign women but he is sovereign god accepted rahab and gave her the privilege of becoming one of his own people in fact rahab married salmon the son of judah's tribal leader from rahab's marriage to salmon would come their son boaz a faithful man of god boaz would marry ruth and their son obed would be the ancestor of jesse the father of king david from david would descend the savior of all mankind jesus christ these stories are detailed in matthew chapter 1 5 and 6 matthew 1 15 and 16 ruth 4 21 and 22 and first chronicles 2 10 to 15 rahab could not have known it then but even though she was an outsider to god's chosen people she would be an ancestress of the lord jesus how can Rahab's story be an encouragement to us? Rahab is one of two women named in Hebrews 11 as an example of godly faith. The other woman who is named is Sarah. If a common harlot of Canaan like Rahab could become an uncommon saint of faith and courage and receive the privilege of motherhood in the line of Jesus Christ, then surely, even as we found out in Sarah's story, Nothing is impossible with God. As a final encouragement, remember that Rahab's faith became acceptable to God, and by it others were saved. Through her faith and courageous action, her entire family escaped the death prescribed for the wicked living in Jericho. 
Her faith caused her to have concern for her loved ones and to work for their salvation. Rahab is an encouragement to us to share our faith with others. The story of Rahab is the sixth of our lessons about the female ancestors of the Lord Jesus Christ. Join us next time when we continue with the story of Ruth, the seventh named ancestor of the Lord Jesus. We value your input. Be sure to share your thoughts with us by commenting on the podcast. Also, invite your friends to listen in as well by sharing this podcast on social media.